it's time for Love Talk with the Lovelies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marley. Hello, friends. Welcome to Love Talk. You have found the Love Ladies right here on 101.1 FM and 1120 AM, the Bridge, Austin Central Texas Christian Talk. I'm Kathy Indebrock, and I'm here in studio today with my two amazing co-hosts, Coach Carrie Brinkater and the marvelous Marlene McMichael. Ladies, Christmas Two days away, tomorrow, Christmas Eve, we have been in this series called The Simple, excuse me, The Secular, The Sacred, and The Simple. How are you doing and where is your heart this this day before you're about to step into these Christmas celebrations? Oh, wow. Hi, hi Kathy. Uh, hey, listening friends, this is Coach Carrie here. Man, I... I'm just feeling such a, such a sense of gratefulness. Um, I'm, I'm just so thrilled to be with all my people this, uh, Christmas and, um, our Christmas looks a little different this year. Um, but in a good way, like it's, it's, it's all good. Um, we're spending Christmas, uh, over in Houston with my mom and then in, just uh, two days after Christmas, taking Logan back to college so he can uh, go back to practice, basketball practice, and uh, we just spent a few days with him, but that is okay. It's better than none, and so we're super grateful uh, for this time, and it's just it's just an amazing time, and I'm, I'm so glad to be surrounded by uh, my family, and um, it, this, this year, it's just it has, it has yeah. been a year, and it's been an incredible month. Marlene, what about you? Well, you know, I, I love – I can look back and remember this time when, um, you know, I only had one daughter, but but going off to school and then coming home. It, it's yeah. it's like as a mother, you feel like your nest is complete again. <laughs> and um, so I really I really enjoyed that. And uh, But this year I went to – or am going to – um, my daughter's house, which is unusual. Usually she comes to my house, but since she was here for Thanksgiving, we were flip-flopping it. And so that will be interesting. Um, and, uh, but it does save me from a lot of cooking. So I like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's, uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I know we'll be, we'll be cooking it up here in just a little bit, trying to get ready for, for Christmas. We're actually doing Christmas with the family tomorrow on Christmas Eve, and so that'll be fun. Yeah, Sorry that'll be that. weird. What about you, Kathy? What well, plans? Eric's parents were coming over. We are still at the stage where everybody comes to our house for Christmas, and and I I love that. I think it's great. You know, my mom and dad are in their 80s in New Mexico, and the family still all goes to their house. Matter of fact. This year, all but two siblings are all going back to New Mexico for Christmas. And so um, we went over Thanksgiving. I don't know if our, if y'all remember that, but we went to New Mexico again to our parents' house for Thanksgiving. And we just, we needed to be home and have a little bit more simple, quiet Christmas at home here with, uh, with the girls. And, um, but so we're looking forward to it. We decided to do ham this year instead of turkey. We're totally traditional with that. Um, if we have, uh, turkey at thanksgiving sometimes for christmas we just want to do something a little bit different we have ham sometimes we throw in some tamales just for fun Mm -hmm. um but anyway it's going to be a really nice time christmas morning it's it's always so fun because 
um, the girls all have stockings. And so the way Christmas morning actually begins is that the girls go and grab their stockings that have been filled by Santa uh, <laughs> at night. And um, they go and all jump on our bed and start to open their stockings and pull out the gifts that are in their stockings. And I don't, I just, I love it. It delights, it just delights my heart and starts off the day with just kind of some fun fireworks that go kind of go off in this mama's heart. So I, I love it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And um, Eric and I are just enjoying this season that we're in. Hey, you won't just have three girls jumping on your bed this year. <laughs> yeah. I know. Well, yeah, Jacob is kind of going to be not quite sure what to do with himself. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're like, Jacob, you can join us on the bed with your stocking, too. I don't know. I think he, he'll probably I like pictures of that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he'll be like, I'll just stay over here. That's okay. I don't know. It'll be interesting because, you know, whenever your family grows, every person that comes into your family, things kind of shift a little bit. And so it'll be interesting to see. Maybe we'll start some new traditions this year. Who knows? Absolutely. And that is always fun as well. New traditions. Yep. Yeah. One of ours is a um, Hallmark movie night. Oh, <laughs> oh I well, love I'm, that. I'm looking forward to that. So. Okay. Well, good. I, I may need to watch my first Hallmark movie. I've never seen one. Oh, my goodness. I, I know that's crazy. <laughs> okay, let, let, I will suggest this. If you have Hoopla, if you have a, a library card, which we've always had library cards, you can go onto Hoopla, you put in your library card, and you join Hoopla, and you can download a one-week, it's called a Hallmark Binge Pass. What? And you check it out <laughs> with with your library card, and you get access to to Hallmark through your library free for one week to watch anything you want as many times as you want. Kathy, kind of do you know fun. this? Do you know this from experience? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is awesome. Well, Marlene, you have we we've been in this series, the secular, the sacred, and the simple. And friends, I want to encourage you to go to your favorite podcast site and download our podcast, uh, Love Talk network and love talk is all one word okay and you can find us there and you can find all of these programs you can go back and listen months but you know you can go back to the summer and listen to programs and just get caught up um but this series has been phenomenal the secular the sacred and the simple we try to make um you know with our worldly flesh we make this holiday so complex and so busy um but you know what God intended it to be sacred and simple um, mm -hmm. through his Savior, Jesus Christ. And so we want to keep that at the forefront of our brains. But Marlene, um, you've put together this marvelous program today um, that just kind of walks us through the prophecies leading up to Jesus's birth, that we see prophecies, you know, 2,000 years before Jesus was born. We see prophecies um, just kind of weaved all through the Old Testament. And it's really shocking when you get into the scripture and start researching this. So tell us a little bit more about your program that you've written, Sacred Promises About the Savior of the World. Yes, and I emphasize the word promises. Oh, good. It, I, I'm very excited about what I learned in this program. I mean, sometimes I think our listeners think we know it all, but we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> and, uh, 
you know, we're we're grasping and and, and grappling with a lot of these issues ourselves. And mm-hmm. you know, I'll be real honest. You know, there are times when I get frustrated and I go, God, why did you make it so hard? Well, He didn't make it hard. We did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Uh, and so this program is probably about the most basic Christian tenet of faith that we have. And, and, and for that reason, I think it's very, very special. It unequivocally tells us that God and most especially his son, Jesus, are real. Yes. You know, because this program is about prophecy. Well, what is a prophecy and how do you judge a prophecy? A prophecy must be judged because if it doesn't come true, then it's not really prophetic, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what we're going to do today is kind of go through a whole bunch of scriptures. And for every one that we go through, there's at least two more about it. we can't do all of them. We can't. Mm-hmm. Carrie said last week that there are 300. Well, we can't do 300 in one show. <laughs> so we're going to go through them. But what I want to show in this program and what I saw in this program as I studied this is that in the Old Testament, God not only said it, he hinted at it. And over and over again, he told us that he had a plan and that Jesus was part of that plan, although it, he didn't, he just called him the one in, in the Old Testament or the, the, the savior. He didn't necessarily say Jesus. Yeah, but he definitely said the one who saves the Messiah, the one who delivers. Absolutely. But yes, and, there was, we didn't see the name Yeshua or Jesus in the Old Testament referring to the Messiah. That's right. And, but he, but to prove whether those were really prophecies, you have to see if they came to pass. And right. so that's what we're going to do in the New Testament. And these are specific to Jesus's birth, not his death. But we're going to see that he said it and it happened. Yes. He said it and it happened. Mm. He said it and it happened. And that is, for me at least, that was so affirming. That was so um Joyous. It is a season of joy. Mm-hmm. It was so joyous to know that not only that you can point to the scripture and say it's truth. I mean, even if I mean, even Herod, who was an evil king, knew he knew it was true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he knew. He knew he it was true. He he wanted to push it aside, but he knew. Yeah. You know, and Marlene, I I just want to say something that you touched on, you know, that you grapple with God sometimes and you say, why do you make this so hard? And then you said, you know, God doesn't make it hard. We make it hard. And, you know, but there are I know that we have listening friends who are really going through the hard right now. And I will say this this Christmas, we had a huge just bomb dropped on our family by another family who views themselves and claims to be Christian. And and I I believe they believe they are, and maybe they are. I mean, you know, that's between them and and the Lord. But we see their actions that are very worldly, that are very secular, and that are hurtful and cruel and manipulative. and, And it has just 
this December, I mean, there was a time when I'm like, okay, Lord, I really have not slept more than like four and a half hours and I'm in the fifth day and I am exhausted. I have got to have sleep. And I think it was because of this series and really understanding God's plan and his promises, that he is true to his promises, that that he always provides and that he gives wisdom and um, that it really just brought peace over my heart and mind. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, OK, I, I can step into this and I'm fine. And Lord, block this or bless this, which whatever you do with this, I say yes to because I say yes to you first. And so but I know that there are friends who are listening who are just friends, maybe you've had a bomb just dropped in the middle of your life. Maybe this time of year reminds you about a a deep loss or a trauma or Mm -hmm. something you wish had never happened in your life. We just want to tell you, God is faithful to keep his word and to keep his promises that he he has a plan and he is working according to that plan. And he wants your yes to step into that plan for your life and um, that there is peace amidst the storm, that there is joy amidst the turmoil. And I think this is the, the message that when he talks about a savior, there is Yes, it is saving us unto eternal life, saving us from our sins, but it is saving us from a life that does not have to be as hard as it is. We can find joy and peace in him in this life amidst the hard. Amen. Yeah, my, my prayer is that today, yeah. at this in this time at Love Talk, that will prove to every one of our listeners that God is real in all capital letters that he's real and that jesus is the one and only path to salvation so um we're going to get into it and Mm -hmm. uh we're going to test the scriptures today well let's read our scripture for the day deuteronomy deuteronomy that's very hard to say 18 (laughs) uh verses 21 and 22 you may say to yourselves how can we know when a message has not been spoken by the lord If what a prophet proclaims in the name of the Lord does not take place or come true, that is a message the Lord has not spoken. That prophet has spoken presumptuously. So do not be alarmed. And that is in Deuteronomy. Right? Amen. Amen. Um, We can always ask ourselves, did it come to pass? Friends, we will get into this um, sacred promises about the savior of the world here on Love Talk with Coach Kerry, Marlene McMichael, and Kathy Endebrock. And uh, listening friends, this, this program is just a tenant of our faith. So uh, stay with us through um, our sponsors. We love our sponsors. They, many of our sponsors have been with Love Talk for over 30 years. And we uh, love them so. So after the break, more with sacred promises about the Savior of the world with the Love Ladies right after this. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These CASA friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. 
If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Are you looking for a new church home? Or maybe you're new to the area. Either way, we here at First Baptist Church Pflugerville would love to welcome you to visit with us this Sunday at 11 a.m. for our worship service. We have a myriad of different grow groups at 9.30 a.m. And if you need more information, just click the big orange New Here button on our website, fbcpville.org. We hope to connect with you in the near future. And we hope that when you do visit with us, you'll feel like family here. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-2580. Or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on the Bridge Austin. I'm Kathy Endebrock here with my two amazing co hosts, Coach Carrie Brinkater and Marlene McMichael. We are talking about the sacred promises about the Savior of the world in our Secular, Sacred, and Simple series this Christmas. Well, ladies, thank you so much for talking about prophecy and what that is exactly. Friends, if you missed that first segment, you can go to our archives at lovetalknetwork.com or you can go to our podcast at Love Talk, all one word. You can subscribe there, Love Talk and then network and uh, get that first segment, get the entire program and share it with a friend. Well, Marlene, the first prophecy that we are going to look at today that you have called out for us comes straight out of the book of Isaiah in the Old Testament and specifically chapter four, go, going down to verse 14. And it seven. is chapter seven. Oh, chapter seven, excuse me, chapter seven, verse 14. And it says this, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Okay, Marlene. So how long did it take that prophecy to be fulfilled? And why was Isaiah even giving this prophecy in the first place? Well, remember, when we when we started this program, we're asking we're learning how to test the prophecy. So this is the prophecy that. A son is going to be birthed, and his name will be Emmanuel. And that happened 700 years before the birth of Christ. 700. 700. Wow. That's like uh, a lot of lifetimes. But what happened was this prophecy was given to King Ahaz, and he was a bad king. Um, he was an evil king. He did not trust the Lord. He trusted in chariots and armies and things like that. But he had a couple of armies coming against him. Um, and so Isaiah goes out and finds him at God's direction. And so he gets there, he finds him and he says, you know, it's going to be okay. And Ahaz didn't believe him and he, and he would not trust the Lord. And so Isaiah still trying to get him to believe the Lord said, well, ask God for a sign. 
And he said, no, I don't want to test God. And that sounds real pious and humble, but he did it because he didn't trust God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and so Isaiah says, okay, therefore, God himself will give you a sign. The Lord himself will give you a sign. And that this is a sign that the virgin is going to conceive and give birth to a son in Judah. He even says where. And it is a virgin. And call his name will be called Emmanuel. Mm. So, and the reason why he's, Judah is significant is that Ahaz was declared himself the king of Judah. Ah, got you. Which yeah. was the, it, Judah, at that time, Israel was divided into two different groups. Well, he was supposedly the king of Judah. So that's that's the first prophecy. So did it come to pass? Remember, we're supposed to test the prophecies. Um, so I don't know whether y'all want to talk about what happened in the New Testament or we want sure. to. Just, okay, yeah. mm-hmm. go ahead. Well, well you know, go, go ahead, ahead, Carrie. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so we see this prophecy happening that, that there is a king over Judah that does not trust the Lord. And so Isaiah says, all right, I am going to give you a prophecy so that you will know that you can trust the Lord, that the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Well, mm-hmm. um, so and we're going to be we covering this a little bit next week. Um, but when we look at the story of Mary and Joseph, while Mary and Joseph, Mary was betrothed to Joseph, they were not yet married. And so she remained a virgin. So she mm-hmm. was a virgin. And we see this um, in Matthew chapter one, uh, verse 19. And, and it talks about this. It says, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, did not want to expose Mary to public disgrace because Mary had been found to be pregnant. He had a mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we see this fulfillment over Mary's pregnancy, this fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy, the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. Well, and in Matthew, it says all this took place. Matthew 1, 23, you know, to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. And so as Marlene, you know, has said, we, uh, it, it doesn't, it, it's not true unless it, the, the prophecy is not true unless it is fulfilled. Yes. And we see the fulfillment of this prophecy. Well, it did you know, come to pass. and I'm going to say this. It's so interesting because if you go back and you look at when this prophecy was given, Isaiah was trying to tell the king of Judah, God is with us. God is on our side. God will give us victory in this. And Ahaz would not believe him. And what does what does it say they will call him Emmanuel, God with us? And mm-hmm. so I love that what started in, you know, what got exposed in the heart of a king, he is really exposing in the heart of all of us that we 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 have a hard time grasping or believing that God is with us. And so God speaks this prophecy and then fulfills it 
to the letter. Amen. And, you know, I I think it's significant that Ahaz was not declared king. He called himself king. Mm. Ah, And yet, and we talked about this last week, Jesus was born king. Yes. And so it's, again, what we're, what, what we're trying to do is that if prophecy is real, it must come to pass. And so in these verses, and this is the first chapter of Matthew, and Matthew is the first gospel. So the very first thing that happens in the New Testament is the Isaiah prophecy is fulfilled. A virgin gives birth to a son. Well, here's what I, okay, and I, I think this is incredibly applicable to our lives, our present day lives. So Isaiah spoke the prophecy, right? And then we see here, like Marlene just said, in the first book of the New Testament, Matthew repeats the prophecy. And then over in Luke, which is parallel to Matthew, there at the beginning of the New Testament, Luke details the pro- how it happens. So Matthew repeats it, and then Luke details it. And Luke gives all these descriptors about how it happens. And this is what he says, Luke 2, verses 4 through 7. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea. Judea, there it is, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. That's also another prophecy, by the way. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloth, placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. So Luke details how it happens. This is so affirming. Marlene, you you keep using that word affirming, comforting, um, joyful, right? This is affirming. It's been spoken. It's been repeated. And now it's detailed. And then also God goes one step further and it is witnessed. So it's not just, it's not just Mary and Joseph who were like, oh yeah, this, this came to happen. But then we see the host of angels that go and appear to the shepherds and, and just say glory to God on the highest, right? Peace and goodwill on, on, on all whom his favor rests. And the angels tell the shepherds that this savior has been born and that here's a sign, go and look, you're going to find a baby in cloths in a manger. And so then God provides these shepherds as witnesses to affirm the fulfillment of the prophecy. And I love that point because, you know, what's the first thing a doubter is going to say? Well, prove it. <laughs> nobody yeah. saw it. Yeah, somebody wrote that, but nobody else saw it. Yeah. That's not true. Not only did the shepherds see it, but so did the wise men or the magi who came from Iran to see it, Yes, to see Jesus. So it was witness, and that's critical that this happened. It was truth, and so there is no doubt Jesus is the Lord. Yes, I, I, I love that, that when there is, there is no doubt God spoke the promises, he fulfilled the promises, he gives details about how the promise was fulfilled, 
He gives angels announcing it and shepherds to witness it. So, I mean, really, he has nailed this thing down like any good carpenter would, right? Yes. I mean, it is secure. <laughs> it is, this is the, the fulfillment of this prophecy. <laughs> yeah, yes. So, and then later, when, when Joseph and Mary take Jesus to the temple, uh-huh. who sees him, but, but two older people who God spoke to, and they both witnessed and called him the Christ. And that was Simeon and Anna. And the scripture in that is, is um, also in Luke 2, further down. The child is destined to cause the falling and the rising of Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and the sword will pierce your own soul too. And he was speaking that to Mary. So who pierced the Lord with the sword? A soldier to make sure he was dead. That's right. So what I'm what what you see there is not only did they birth him as the king, but they also witnessed or, or spoke. This was a prophecy. A sword yes. shall pierce his side. It was a prophecy that he will die for our sins. Yes. Well, well and I I also find it really really interesting that you know when. Mary and Joseph took Jesus to the temple for this original blessing and for Mary's purification, um, which was the custom, the the Levitical custom of the time, that there was a prophet, Anna, the daughter of, and it gives her lineage, the daughter of P-E-N-U-E-L, Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. Now, there's very few women in the Bible where their lineage is given. And it's mostly men, right? When there's this, um, I guess, when it starts listing lineage, it's the father, the son of, the son of, the son of, mm-hmm. right? But it gives us that, that Anna was this prophet and then gives her heritage. And it says she was very old. Um, and so um, I think that's also really critical that she goes and speaks over this child as well. Um, and she was a prophet herself and a recognized prophet of the time. Yeah. So that that's very interesting to me as well. I, you know, I think it's amazing that we see, um, you know, Simeon, a man, and um, Anna, a woman. And so I would just say, if you're a guy and you're like, I'm not going to take a girl's word for it. Well, you got a guy here speaking for you. If you're a woman and you're like, I'm not going to take a guy's word for it. Well, you got a woman here speaking for you. So, you know, God really, he just, and I love the way that he lifts women up that, oh, you know, it's great. But he never, he never puts men down. You know, he, he lifts men up. He lifts women up. He loves us and he gives us these incredible opportunities and, um, you know, and, and so Marlene, this is also something I think is so interesting is that first prophecy, you know, we said it took 700 years to fulfill. And this second prophecy that we see Simeon speaking where he says uh, mm. um, he speaks about the destiny of the child, that it's going to cause the falling and rising of many. And that and he speaks to Mary and says a sword will pierce your own soul, soul too. Well, that prophecy only takes like 33 ish years to be mm-hmm. fulfilled. Right. And mm-hmm. so it's it's God's word in God's time according to God's plans right and the other thing you know you talked about and again you make good points Kathy because you talked about how he lifted the man up and he lifted the woman up think about how he lifted children up 
Oh, yes. The child was was born. Jesus was born. He didn't start his his whole appearance as a man. He could have. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He started as a babe. Mm-hmm. Well, and the shepherds, too. The shepherds generally, you know, like we remember King David when he was just a ruddy teenager. He was a shepherd out in the fields, you know. So I, I love that, that no one is left out of God's favor or God's plan, no matter what your age or stage in in life. He has promises for you that he will fulfill in you and through you and for you. And you are all we are. We are all part of um, just this glorious plan that he has for his kingdom and saying yes to that. Uh, it tends to make the hardness of the world, um, you know, it gets away if we have a softness of heart to God, we don't need to worry about the hardness of the world. No, we did a series last Christmas and we looked at the people who um, kind of came into contact with Jesus very soon after he was born. And we have a program specifically speaking to Anna and Simeon. Um, so if you want to go back in our archives and listen to that, it is incredibly interesting to reveal a bit more of their stories and who they were and why they were at the temple. And so, so go back, scroll back in our archives to December of 22 and you'll find those there and you can learn a little bit more about these two incredible people who came in contact with Jesus as a baby and we get their accounts. And that's, that's, that is, it's really, really cool. I I loved that program. And Marlene, I know that you have more prophecies. I mean, those are kind of two that we've hit on, but there's so many more. There are. And, and, and I've only, again, just picked a smattering of the the more. So, and what I've done is I've paired the, the scripture, which was the original prophecy with the um, fulfillment, which was in the New Testament. And I don't know, there's, four or five of these here. So why don't we take, um, so everybody doesn't have to just listen to me, but why don't we take, say, Carrie, take the first one with Micah 5, 2. Yeah. Okay, Micah, uh, chapter 5, verse 2. Have you ever read the book of Micah? Um, (laughs) What? Did Siri go out there? Um, Siri went off. (laughs) I'll tell you what, man. She wants to get in on conversation, too. Um, Micah 5, verse 2. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Y'all, this was written 800 years before Jesus' birth. Um, And I think this one really speaks to me. Because it says, you know what? You are small among all the clans. You are tiny compared to the other ones. Um, But that doesn't matter. I'm going to rise up the ruler of all rulers, the king of kings, from your tiny little clan. Um, Don't ever underestimate your humble beginnings. Don't ever underestimate uh, where you are in your life. I, I, I don't know. This one is so applicable to our daily lives and it was written 800 years before Jesus' birth and the question of the day did it come to pass yes it did jesus was born 
from this lineage out of this small clan and obviously became the ruler over Israel and of the world. Well, and it's interesting, Coach Kerry, because this would have been um, the verse that the high priest would have looked up when Herod had asked them, when the Magi came and Mm -hmm. Herod asked them, where is this, you know, king of the Jews or this Messiah supposed to be born? They would have gone and referenced this prophecy in Micah to come back to King Herod and said, oh, he's supposed to come out of Bethlehem. So, and, yeah. and so we see Jesus being born in Bethlehem. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, 800 years before Jesus's birth. There's another one that was 800 years before Jesus's birth um, that I'd like to, to highlight as well. Down in Hosea, again, uh, 11, 1, maybe a book that you haven't read. Um, when Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt, I called my son. There we go again to the reference to Egypt, uh, the Magi um, having to take a certain path. And this, again, was written 800 years before Jesus' birth. Read, read the, the prophecy, how it was fulfilled in Matthew. Uh, Matthew 2.13, that yeah. one? Yeah, that, that prophecy was fulfilled in the New Testament. It says in, in Matthew, again, Matthew 2.13, an angel of the Lord appears to Joseph in a dream. We see this so many times in this story, an angel appearing. Get up, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt and stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. Joseph has to listen to this dream, and he does, and he gets up, and in the middle of the night, he actually takes Mary and Jesus and escapes and goes to Egypt. And that is how this prophecy is fulfilled. I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son, which is what it said in Hosea. And and that's amazing because look at the Jewish nation today. They really believe in and, and study. They know, they know the Torah. Um, many of them have it in their memory. Absolutely. So think what happens if you, and, and I, I have a friend who's done this, where you sit down and you look at the prophecies in the Old Testament or in the Torah, and then you show the fulfillment in the New Testament. That is awakening to a Jew. It's awakening. And, and so, you know, if nothing else, I think what we learn from it is that the way we pray for the fulfillment of the Jews is that God would reveal how the prophecies were revealed. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 That he would. I mean, that God would literally show them the fulfillment of the prophecies that he has given. I agree. And, you know, and this is one of the things I love is that, you know, God sent Joseph and Mary and Jesus to Egypt to keep them safe because King Herod Mm -hmm. wanted to kill him. But then again, when it was safe, um, we just see a little bit further down in scripture. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to to Joseph while they were still in Egypt and said, get up, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel for those who were trying to take the child's life are now dead. And so that is 
that is God calling. He says, I call my son out of Egypt. So he called Joseph with with Jesus and Mary out of Egypt to return to Israel when there was, you know, when they were safe to do so. And I just love that each step, God will make it clear that the steps that we're to take and do next. You know, last week we talked about uh, the star a lot and how the Magi followed the star. Well, that was also prophesied in the Old Testament. In Numbers 24, 17, it says, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come forth from Jacob, and a scepter shall rise from Israel, and shall crush through the forehead of Moab, and tear down the sons of Seth. And then the Magi come from, in Matthew, from come to Jerusalem, seeking the infant Jesus, saying, where is he who has been long king of the Jews? For I saw his star mm-hmm. in the east and have come to worship him. So there is, you know, Jesus says about the star as though that, or, or the, I'm sorry, God says that in the Old Testament about the star. And so the Magi knew to follow the star. You know, and it's interesting because I can almost hear the Magi speaking these exact words. I see mm. him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. So the the Magi saw that the king of the Jews was born, but they had to make the journey to go and see him, right? Mm -hmm. And they beholded him that he it was going to be him, but he was not near. They had to travel far and that it was a star that came forth from Jacob, which Jacob was also called Israel, right? Mm -hmm. Jacob was the one who um, God changed his name to Israel. And so you can almost hear the magi speaking those exact words yet it was prophesied um and it's see if it was numbers that was probably written by moses those words were written by moses uh you know just hundreds of years before this actually was fulfilled actually i think moses also wrote genesis and that is attributed to be 1500 years before the birth yeah yeah wow and so also scepter what does scepter mean in that verse? That's who who holds the scepter? The king. The king. Mm. Yeah. Oh my gosh, friends, this is it's so interesting, it's so amazing, and when we return to Love Talk, we have more for you. Um, just diving right into these prophecies, the sacred promises about the Savior of the world. More with the Love Ladies when we return to Love Talk right after this. Don't wait. Score the best deal on the home of your dreams at the three-time awarded Community of the Year Santa Rita Ranch. With top-rated amenities and school districts, our 20 available move-in ready homes priced from the 200s won't last long. See for yourself why 2,000-plus neighbors love life at the ranch. For more information, visit us at SantaRitaRanch.com. SantaRitaRanch.com. 
Are you recovering from an injury, need to regain your health, or simply want to improve your golf swing? HeartFlex can help. HeartFlex is an innovative exercise tool for all fitness levels. Made in the USA, HeartFlex has helped countless Texans improve their fitness by increasing strength, boosting circulation, maximizing flexibility and endurance, and speeding recovery from surgery. It's small, portable, and lightweight. HeartFlex can be used standing, sitting, or lying down. No springs or rubber bands to snap back and cause injury. At less than $40, shipping is free and has a 30-day money-back guarantee. Nothing can stop you from improving your health today. You can learn more and to order yours, visit HeartFlexUSA.com. That's HeartFlexUSA.com. Hi, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression? Have rebellious kids or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. You're here with Coach Carrie Brinkader, Kathy Enderbrock, and Marlene McMichael. Uh, what an awesome program today. Uh, the sacred promises about the Savior of the world in our series, The Secular, The Sacred, and The Simple. You know, friends, um, Kathy, Marlene, and I, we are not Bible scholars. We do not have <laughs> theological degrees. Um, we uh, spend time researching topics like this that can be kind of confusing right or maybe just something we've never studied before we've never really um dove into this but marlene has done a phenomenal job of putting together these prophecies that we see written in the old testament prophesied in the old testament and then how it is fulfilled through the birth of jesus and so, Kathy, we have another one here that uh, is in the book of Isaiah. We've looked at uh, prophecies from Micah, Numbers, and Hosea. And now we have run mm-hmm. one from the book of Isaiah. Yes. And so this one is going to sound maybe familiar to some of our listeners. And if this, if you have not heard this before, oh, just prepare yourself. This is one of my favorite prophecies. It's from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And it says this. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And I just love this, ladies, because this shows who Christ is and who he is for mankind and who he is for us personally. He is our wonderful counselor. He is our mighty God. He is our everlasting father. He is our prince of peace. And friends, what are you needing right now? Are you needing that love of a father, the everlasting father who will never leave you, forsake you, or abandon you? Are you needing that prince of peace who will just give you his peace amidst the turmoil and hard place that you're in? 
Do you need that wonderful counselor to give you wisdom and guidance for the difficult position you are in? Or do you need a mighty God just to strengthen mm-hmm. you for where you are at in this moment? And um, so, friends, we, we see this, you know, Christ very much. Some people say, oh, Christ never declared himself God. Oh, yes, he did. On multiple occasions through the New Testament, we see other people declaring him to be the Messiah or the Son of God. We see him being very clear about his role. Um, and I do love this one scripture from Luke 4, 18. It says, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed free. And he just, he came to be these things for us, whether we are needing um, freedom from the oppression of sin or the oppression of bondage, whether we are needing to be able to see clearly and rightly, um, whether we are a prisoner to um, something unhealthy in our life. I mean, just in, in so many ways, he has been sent from the Father um, and freely given to us as just this beautiful, good and perfect gift. You know, Kathy, not only did Jesus say this verse about himself, God said it on the the Mount of Transfiguration where the the cloud came down and encompassed all of the people that were the apostles and Jesus. Wow. He said, this is my son. Yes. It doesn't get clearer than that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then what did he say? Listen to him. Open your ears. Listen. So people, listen up. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know, God. I said this a little bit earlier. God didn't use TikTok, and he didn't. He doesn't. He didn't use Facebook for for these messages. He used the the method and the social medium of the day, which was prophecy that was then recorded and and by the the high priests and the leaders of Israel. And it's these prophecies that we're looking at to say that true word of God prophesied by a man must come true to be truth. And so what we're trying to do in this show is show you that unequivocally Jesus is the Lord. He is the Christ. It was Mm -hmm. said, pointed to him 1,500 years before Christ was born. It was pointed to him throughout his life and death. So the prophecies came true. He is the Lord. God always had a plan. And so what I'm hoping is that this is very encouraging to everybody that's listening, and and it certainly was to me. Um, You know, the interesting thing is that God had a plan and, and prophesied, I think, the first time in Genesis, right after mm. the fall of Adam and Eve. Yeah. In Genesis 3, 14 and 15, God curses both the serpent and the sinners. And this passage says that, so the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all the livestock and all the wild animals. You will be, you will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman. And who is that woman? Eve. Mary. Maybe. Mary. Oh, yeah, probably Mary. Oh, okay. and, hers. 
and he will crush your head and you will strike his heel. So what, what I think God is saying right there is that you're the worst of the worst, devil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And despite that, I have a plan where Jesus will crush your head. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, Marlene, I that I see that. Okay, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. Jesus, Mary's offspring is Jesus Christ, and Jesus will crush the head of the serpent and will strike the heel. And you know, I I also I think God is very direct with us. I think so many. People have this, um, you know, that God is is only lovey-dovey, that he will not speak directly when it comes to holding us accountable and and um, the outcome of our sins and the consequences of our sins. But he is lovingly truthful with us um, about what the consequences of some of these things are. And, um, you know, he speaks to Eve in Genesis three sixteen through 19 and speaks to Adam and to Eve, he says, I will greatly increase your pains in childbearing. With pain, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband. He will rule over you. And to Adam, God said, because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground since since from it you were taken for dust you are and to dust you will return. And, you know, this was written by Moses like 1500 years before Christ. And, and we see that this struggle between man and wife, you know what, with Christ. And I think this is so why it is so important for Christ to be at the center of a marriage because the world is difficult, and if you do not have Christ in the center of your marriage, there will be so much struggle and difficulty you will not be able to get past. But mm-hmm. if you have Christ in the center of your marriage, he will crush the head of that enemy who is trying to bring turmoil and confusion and difficulty and Christ instead will bring unity in your marriage and oneness in your marriage and wholeness in your marriage. He will redeem what was lost. And so, I, you know, I just love that when when Christ comes in and we take the power that Christ has given us and, and the peace with God that Christ has given us, we completely see a ch- transformational change in this life that we are walking through. So, Marlene, let me ask you this question as we come to a close today. Has every prophecy in the Old Testament been fulfilled? Not a Bible scholar, but I would say every prophecy that was truth has been fulfilled because that's the test. That's the test. And every prophecy that was spoken about Jesus' birth has been fulfilled, right? In in going back to Kathy's comments about the Genesis verse, I I hope people, listen, that 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 comforts you, that on the day of the fall, God had a plan. Yeah. He had a plan, and that was the first prophecy. Was it fulfilled? I mean, every day since has been a war between good and evil. Mm -hmm. And if if you look at the whole civil rights movement and the and the women's suffrage movement there's also been a war between men and women 
and and man against men. And so what we're what we're saying is that Jesus is the answer Absolutely. Uh, without without any room to deny it. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the savior. He is um, he is the one. And the other thing I want to say really quickly is that God still speaks today. Yeah. Pro- prophetic messages are not gone, but he speaks because he's within us as Christians. He speaks to our hearts. If you if you test that and it comes true or it is the, the right solution, that is in itself a prophecy. You're all prophets. You all have the ability to prophesy, which means you hear God. Mm-hmm. You hear God. Be comforted. Mm-hmm. And Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas. And that's through the Holy Spirit. Friends, oh my gosh, what what an amazing program. I encourage you to download this and listen to it again because there's so much scripture in here. There's just so um, many good words um, that have been spoken over our lives and through our lives and that Jesus did come to save us of our sins so that we could live eternally with him. And that is incredibly comforting. Um, we love you, friends, and we're so grateful for you. For Kathy Enderbrock, Marlene McMichael, I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater, and we'll see you next time right here on Love Talk. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Oh my gosh, y'all.